Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. So join me, Bravo and Botox, and we'll catch up on all the Bravo news and read way too much into our favorite shows and Bravo liberties. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Breaking News, with your host, Bravo and Botox. I'm sounding very uh, anchor-ish today. You know, like a news anchor. Yeah, okay, maybe not. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, It is January the 30th, Tuesday. I am a day late, I know. My daughter was sick. It was gross, you know, stomach flu kind of thing. I won't get into details, but I'm sure you can imagine. Being a parent right now of young children, oh, God. I mean, I know it's always been bad when you have kids in the school system or daycare, but oh, my God, since COVID, it's like, it's like, on steroids. It's just wild. Like they get everything and bring everything home and it's it's a lot. Um all right. So that's why I'm late. I'm sorry. I was busy cleaning up things that you don't want to hear about. Um <laughs> Before we start, don't forget to rate re- bleh, rate review and subscribe. I'm on YouTube. X, Instagram, all those things. And you can join my Patreon for $5 a month. Get four extra podcasts a month. Who doesn't want that? It's nothing. It's an amazing deal. You should do it. I got good topics. I release new episodes every Tuesday. So then you could get, you know, Bravo Weekly News on Monday and then get some of my more unfiltered thoughts on Tuesday. (laughs) All right. So since it is Tuesday, because I'm a day behind, We definitely have some news. Obviously, the most, I don't know, headline-worthy in the last week or so was that Monica Garcia from Salt Lake City was fired. Slash put on pause. I'm choosing to believe pause. Because Andy said they need a minute, the fans. And what I really wanted to talk about today, because like that's not really news, we know that. But I wanted to talk about how split people are on this, I think. Most people seem to think, like, obviously, I'm very plugged in to X and Instagram and all that, but most people seem to think that she should have stayed, that it was good for the ratings, that the cast should just get over it. But then there were still, you know, it wasn't a 50-50 split, nor was it like Monica defenders were the majority. It wasn't either of those. Like, based on what I saw, if I had to make... Sorry, a rough estimate. I would say like a 70-30, maybe even 60-40, with a little bit more leaning towards the Monica's entertaining keeper on the show. So Andy says that they start filming February 5th, which is so soon. So that's why he's like, okay, the women need a break, which if I'm being honest, like I went hard for Monica in my Twitter roundups, but you know, it's hard to show like nuance with Twitter roundups because, you know, I'm more just trying to do comedy. 
And the pro Monica, like, keep her on the show, screw these other girls. Those were the funniest ones. I got to choose the funny ones. I'm trying to get the laughs, right? So, but that being said, you know, I do understand the pause aspect and the cast needing some space. Like, I just get that. Um, So Dorinda, (laughs) yes, this is about Salt Lake City, but Dorinda was on Radio Andy and she was saying that she watched Salt Lake City with a friend who's a doctor who said that, you know, in the season, last season, okay, not this season that just ended, but the one before, um, so season three, that you can already see a semblance of a black eye from the, like the first day of filming and that it wouldn't appear as fast as it does within six hours if it had happened that night. So Dorinda's kind of questioning the black eye story. She like I don't think she was questioning whether I don't think anyone is questioning whether it was Jen Shaw, but just when it happened. And the fact that I am here on this podcast right now talking to you, still trying to make guesses about this black eye is the most infuriating thing. Because Heather had to come on. She had to bring the black eye up on the finale, which I don't know why she did that. But anyways, she didn't need to bring it up again. So she had to bring it up again. And then she doesn't really tell us at the reunion. She just says, oh, we were really drunk. And I just, I know Jen did it. She's still riding for Jen. Listen, if you subscribe to my Patreon, I've got my, like a chunk of this week's episode is about, you know, my thoughts about Heather, her disastrous appearance on Watch What Happens Live, why she's still riding for Jen Shaw, what's, you know, why I think she's, you know, in cahoots with the producers and just a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah, you can subscribe if you want to listen to that. I'm not going to go into all of it here, but what I am going to say is that there, you know, people are mad. There's a lot of clues And production keeps doing all these interviews, saying they didn't know about reality Vontees. It's getting a little suspicious, right? So there was this whole Variety episode about, or this whole Variety special where they interviewed the production and stuff about, you know, the making of that last episode. And it's just like, the more they say they didn't know, the more people feel like they did know. So. People are turning on Heather a little bit. You know, she still seems like she's riding for Jen Shaw. And I think she's going to have a rough season five. I really do. Um, You know, I think she's got an uphill battle. She had really like, I I mean, she already had that going into season four, but she kind of repaired it. And and I think people were liking her season four, but now she's taken some steps back. Okay, so we will not be seeing Monica. I still think we have potential to have a good season for season five. I just think that, I don't know. Well, I do know. I just think it's not, we're not going to have another season four. But even with Monica, we still wouldn't have had another season four. Season four was like one of those once in a lifetime type of seasons. Same as Vanderpump Rules, Scandaval. Like you can't, you can't repeat it. You can't make it happen again. You just can't. 
So I think we all need to just breathe and lower our expectations a little bit. Let's just hope that we get a regular good Salt Lake City season. Now, I know people's fear is that we're going to get another season three because that was an absolute terrible season. But, you know, seasons one and two were pretty good. So if we can just get a season that's as good or better than seasons one and two, I'll be happy with that. I'm not expecting another season four. Same as how I'm not expecting, like, the new VPR season to be groundbreaking. It's, I hope it'll be good. But, you know, my expectations are kind of low, to be honest. All right. We got to talk about these court documents that have been leaked from the whole Caroline Manzo brandy thing. Trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about sexual assault in this segment, and there's going to be some details. So basically, you know, Manzo, Caroline Manzo is suing Bravo now as well for this um, alleged sexual assault that happened while filming Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season four in Morocco. And the court documents have been floating around online and specifically on Reddit. Uh, Shout out Reddit. Love you. And on the Bravo Real Housewives Reddit. So I did read them all. So I'm just going to give you a little rundown of what the documents say. Again, these are what Caroline is alleging happened. Okay. So basically they are, they're out, they're drinking, Brandy's pretty intoxicated, and they're sitting on like I'm 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 not going to go into every step in detail. There's quite a bit. I'm just going to make a long story a little shorter here. But they're sitting on this couch, and Brandy's like trying to grab at Caroline at her breasts, particularly, and Caroline's like, you know, get away or stop doing that because I guess they were talking about like boobs in some context. I don't know. And then Caroline moves down to the other end of the couch. Brandy follows her, climbs on top of her, um, straddles her, force her tongue in her mouth. And then later she goes, Caroline goes to the washroom and Brandy goes in there with her, follows her in there and the door's shut and locked and Brandy's like trying to do the same thing in the bathroom with the door locked and Manzo is trying to get out of the bathroom and did call for help, I believe, if I remember correctly, but did call for help. And what really is blowing my mind about this whole thing is that production was there and they were filming this whole time and they were mic'd up as far as I can tell. So according to the documents as well, the like, I don't know if the cameras were on them on the couch. I don't know, but they could hear the kerfuffle or whatever from the washroom. And I think went over to the washroom to, you know, kind of investigate. And then I guess said they couldn't get in the washroom because it was locked. Well, obviously, because, <laughs> because Brandy had locked it, right? So, Basically, this is what's getting me is it sounds like there was cameras the whole time and that they had mics on. And 
it sounds like no one really did anything to help Caroline. If, again, if we're taking everything Caroline says as true. And, and then, so Brandy, this comes out, Brandy releases a tweet and she's like, can we just release the show? Can we just air it already so that I can get back to life? like regular life and working or whatever. So I guess that's Brandy's way of saying that the she will be exonerated by the footage. I I mean, listen, I read through the whole court document, every point that was on there on the Reddit post and which was a screenshot of these documents and it's very detailed. Very detailed. And like it describes like every step, things that were said, things that were done, um, step by step in order. You know, it's got sort of like it talks about what what was being filmed, what wasn't, mics, etc. So it's pretty convincing, and it's almost like. It's hard to believe that it could be a lie. Like, I just don't think it's a lie because it's like, uh, first of all, we should listen to and believe victims, of course, that's one thing. And second, second of all, it's like, this is like a big lie and a very intricate, detailed lie for someone to make up. So I don't know, but Brandy... Here's the thing is like, it's almost like, are we being gaslit by Brandy? Because she's going so hard about how this is not true. And then she's got Phaedra and other people standing up for her being like, I was there. Nothing happened. It's like, now, I don't think they should air the season. Maybe unpopular opinion. I don't know. I don't think that they should air the season. I think this is too serious. But what I do think they should do is they need to hand over the footage. (laughs) Like, the footage needs, like, I don't know what the legalities are, but can the footage not be watched or seen as evidence in the court case? Like, should that not just prove or disprove this? Or if they don't have footage of the incident, maybe they were filming something else, do they not have the audio? Like, I don't know, because Brandy keeps claiming that they were filming the whole time. And if we just see the footage, she'll be exonerated. So it's very confusing. But, you know, I have to say I'm leaning definitely towards Caroline's side in this case. Now, the court docs are pretty, it is pretty disturbing. So just a warning. They are floating around out there. But again, you know, I I wouldn't read them if it's something that's going to be it's going to be upsetting to anyone. But of course, if if it's extra upsetting to you, um, you know, that's why I said trigger warning. Okay, so we'll definitely never be seeing that season of Housewives. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. Let's go on to another um, online scandal, online slash on the show scandal, which is Beverly Hills. Um, Denise Richards specifically is getting called out big time by the underscore herbal underscore chef. So you can follow him on Instagram if you want. 
And, you know, spoiler alert, I'm on his side, but here's what he said. Okay. So actually, let me give a little uh, context. So we all remember the weed dinner that Kyle Richards had. And, you know, Denise has been kind of like trying to walk back her behavior and kind of like trying to say, oh, I only had one drink and I had a cold and I took some cough medicine. And then she did, I can't remember if it was on the show or in an interview, she did mention how maybe they like slipped some weed into her food without her knowing. Like it was something like that. I think it was on the show, if I remember correctly. So she's getting called out, which again, rightfully so, because I think that is a sh- like, it's a crappy thing to do. It really is. Okay. So the herbal chef wrote on Instagram and he tagged Denise Richards. You are such a damn liar, Denise. It's embarrassing and you should be ashamed of yourself. Let me tell you what really happened. Denise walked into Kyle's house absolutely obliterated. Her first slurred words to me were, do you know who I am? Followed by a bunch of other gibberish that we could barely make out. In every interview since this episode aired, you have acted as if you had no idea what was going on. We must have slipped something in your food or bottled water. Really? We went over how the evening would go with you and everyone else at the table, including specifying how dosage works and that we take our responsibility very seriously, especially when someone would rather abstain from cannabis. It would be detrimental to my business if we left our guests incapacitated, don't you think? See, this should have been such a beautiful moment for cannabis and the positive influence it can have in one's life if consumed responsibly. We take pride in our work and I have built an unparalleled level of trust with the community and world at large through years of dedication to educating our guests and the curious minds around us through seminars, dinners, expos, and social media. It has been painstaking to try and showcase the credibility of the science behind cannabis and its users. Your feeble ego, wow, can't even admit that you have something else going on and arrived under the influence from something else that you have to try and blame others instead of taking responsibility. Then you have the audacity. He's still going. Okay. Then you have the audacity to say, How could Kyle Richards throw this party if she's sober or think the pretty mess said she was effed up? You were in another realm and it was only you because spoiler alert, you have some deep seated issues that you're clearly working through in your own heart. Not surprised one bit that cannabis doesn't agree with with you. It has a tendency to mirror one's truest self. And the enablers, Jeff Lewis, you should be ashamed of yourself too. He tagged all these people, by the way. Um, Did you not watch the episode and just felt it was your duty to suck up to every single person sitting across from you in that chair? Okay. (laughs) Because Denise had gone on Jeff Lewis's show and, again, made excuses about why she was acting crazy and I think tried to blame the herbal chef. And Jeff Lewis did not really push her on it and was just like, oh, okay, so whatever. So that's why he's calling out Jeff Lewis. And then in the comments, he added, I'm actually surprised you could even speak with your nose that far up her up her ass. Look, I get that you're trying to stay relevant to this crowd, but it's time to take responsibility and have half as much grace as Kyle and Erica and the rest of the gals on that episode. P.S. Your pink jacket was upside down. Clown emoji. <laughs> and then Erica Jane replies, with just a fire emoji at the herbal chef fire emoji, which listen, I'm on his side. 
and I have been since the episode aired because it is such a messed up and just terrible thing to do. Like to accuse someone, a small business owner who takes great pride in their work and to try and accuse them of like that they were going to purposely slip it into your food when you didn't want that. Like that's a really serious accusation and it's dangerous. Like you could destroy his whole business. She didn't because no one believes her because listen, Herbal Chef, if there's one thing that's on your side, if you're listening to this, it's the we all knew Denise was on something else besides weed. No one, no one, like at least I and people I've seen on social media, I haven't seen anyone who thought she was high on weed. <laughs> I think anyone who has any experience, even a very small amount of experience with drugs or alcohol or weed would know that Denise was number one. She was messed up from the driveway. Like the second she got out of that car with Camille, you could tell. And it was clear it was not weed. Like that was alcohol or something else a little stronger. Or maybe because it's mixed with alcohol, whatever. I have no idea what, or it could have just been alcohol, right? Like she was, to me, she seemed more drunk because she was slurring and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, she got called out and she deserved it. I don't think. Denise needs to be back on Beverly Hills. She doesn't seem like she's... It was entertaining to have her as a friend at the dinner. Yes. I think she's got issues. I don't know if it's the right place for her. Um, so Kyle Richards was also on Jeff Lewis and, you know, said a bunch of things to annoy me as usual. But she, this was the particular one, denies bringing Anna Marie on the show to do her dirty work and was like, I've only met her once which is like, this is so annoyingly Kyle. She always does this. She brings Anna Marie on, talks about how they're friends. They met, they hit it off. And then once everyone hates Anna Marie, it's, oh, I only met her that one time. I don't even know her. Like, that's the kind of friend that Kyle is. Just like now, like, she's not getting along well with Doris, so she's throwing her under the bus in interviews. Oh, we're not even that close. That's why Kyle drives people crazy. If you're a Kyle person and you're listening and you're like, why does Bravo and Botox always go after Kyle? That's why. Okay? Everyone knows that Kim and Kathy have issues. Everyone knows that Kathy is a monster behind closed doors and has a temper and has probably yelled at Kyle and said terrible things. We all know that. That doesn't change the fact that Kyle has no loyalty. <laughs> like, she just, Kyle looks out for number one. And that's why she's always in riffs with people. That's just real. Okay. So the Beverly Hills reunion filmed on Friday. And it was with, so Kyle and Sutton got first seats. Finally, Sutton gets a first seat. I have been waiting and she deserves it. She should have gotten it last year and the year before. But anyways, um, Erica, Dorit, and Anna Marie were on one side. And then Garcelle and Crystal were on the other with Sutton. So... There have been these rumors swirling that Sutton had to leave early, not early, sorry, that she left at the end, but she had to leave, that there was some kind of medical something, an ambulance was called. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, I hope she's okay. Um, the one thing we do know and that was confirmed is that Kathy Hilton was a surprise guest at the reunion. I'm going to assume it's to talk about making up with Kyle and her opinions on Mauricio. Um, and that whole situation. So, yeah, I think 
It's, it's you know, I think even though Kathy wasn't on it, because people are like, she wasn't even on the season. Why is she at the reunion? Well, she's not at the season, but she kind of has a storyline with Kyle. And I don't know, maybe she appears later just in a scene with Kyle, like after they make up. I have no idea that we just don't know about. Although I feel like they would have teased that probably in the uh, mid-season trailer. But, you know, it is still kind of, it's something Kyle's talking about. And I think, and, you know, we've seen Kathy has opinions on this whole Mauricio thing. So um, we also have Crystal doing a lot of social media stuff, and I'm here for it. So she's been responding to Dorit. So we all know Dorit made that really ignorant child bride comment. So first of all, Crystal posted a picture of Spain that Dorit was in and cropped Dorit out. <laughs> she also posted about her coconut water company and wrote in the caption, because our website actually works. And then people were posting screenshots of the Beverly Beach website, which does not work. And she also posted a wedding picture with her and Rob. And the caption reads, keys to a successful marriage. Set aside quality time. Express love and appreciation. Manage conflict constructively. Buy, don't borrow, diamond necklaces for your wife. Hashtag R-H-O-B-H. Which is obviously, you know, shade at Dorit because PK, you know, gave her that necklace and it was a borrow type of thing. Someone also replied and said, don't acquire massive amounts of debt. And Crystal replied <laughs> with the, um, oh, Crystal replied in caps, number one. <laughs> so yeah, Crystal is definitely clapping back. Rightly so, because like what a dumb comment by Dorit. I mean, like she was 24 when she got married, which is, I guess, young in some people's opinions. In other people's opinions, it would be not young. Just depends on who you talk to um, and their opinion. Either way, she's definitely an adult. Yes, I understand she's much younger than Rob, but yeah, a younger woman marrying an older man in Hollywood. Oh, never seen that before. Like, and I'm sorry, but it's everyone was fine with Erica doing it. Um, you know, until we found out he was a criminal, but <laughs> that was less because of age. Anyways, so it's just the other of them got married young as well. Like, sorry, others out of the group got married young as well. Like Kyle got married for the first time at like 19. So anyways, yeah, not a good look to read. Okay, let's talk about Summer House slash Southern Hospitality. <laughs> I love this story because... Joe Bradley from Southern Hospitality was on Watch What Happens Live with Luann. And Danielle from Summer House was in the audience because her and Joe Bradley have been dating. It was so awkward. Him and Luann are flirty and especially Luann. He's more like, he is flirty, but more subtle flirty, whereas Luann is like straight up flirty. So they're flirting a lot through the whole Watch What Happens Live appearance. And Danielle is like being a good sport and trying to laugh it off, which she kind of kind of has to, especially after how she acted on Winter House. Um, and then Joe makes a comment saying he likes older women. And then Andy asks if he and Danielle have defined the relationship. And he kind of stumbles and hesitates. And then Danielle jumps in and says, we're not seeing anyone else. And 
And then Luann actually makes a joke and is like, oh, yeah, Danielle jumped in to answer and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you got Danielle answering for you. Like, it was, <laughs> you got to watch the episode if you haven't watched it. And then they say, they talk about how they met at BravoCon and Luann comments on how, oh, oh, so this is new. It just started at BravoCon. Like, almost like she's trying to downplay the relationship. Like, oh, it's not that serious, you know. And then... And then Luann goes, oh, good thing she walked down the hall before me. That's all I can say. And everyone cracks up because, like, it seems like a joke. But in the context of how much they're flirting, yeah, it doesn't really seem, it doesn't, I don't think it was that much of a joke. Anyways, Danielle laughs it off. They kiss on the cheek, um, Joe and Luann. And allegedly, they were all over each other after Watch What Happens Live, and people saw. Then Joe does an interview soon after and says he's pressing the brakes on him and Danielle's romance. And Danielle posts on her story on Instagram, just in what world? So people think that's a response to him all of a sudden putting this out in an interview. You know, we're pressing the brakes without maybe talking to Danielle first. But other people were like, oh, it's because they made out. And she found out about it. Now, Joe Bradley has since come out and said he did not make out with Luann. It's a complete lie and that we all need to, you know, move on to something else or like stop making up stories or something like that. I don't really know if I believe him. Because if there's one thing Luann's going to do, it's steal your man. Like, (laughs) it's pretty on brand for Luann, especially if she has justified that it wasn't that serious. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways, Danielle, stop it. Like, not that it's Danielle's fault. It's not. But, like, she's got to... Let's find a nice guy. No no more of these Bravo guys. These Bravo guys are bad news. Okay? All right. Let's talk about uh, Real Housewives of Orange County because there's a little bit of news there as well. So, Alexis uh, Bellino is officially a friend of the cast and like kind of shades Shannon with a new social media post. Well, no, she does, I think. She doesn't do it explicitly, but it's strongly implied. So she she posts a picture with her and John Jansen, Shannon's ex, and says how, you know, the her kids were there and like they had such a great time. And then she says, oh, she wishes... John's kids could have come too and like missed you guys or something like that. Something to make sure the world knows that she loves John's kids and they get along. So the shade is that Shannon did not get along with John's kids, which I mean, I don't really think you can be with someone successfully if you don't get along with their kids. I mean, you can. I think it's a mistake usually. But for the most part, it's like, okay, if you're not able to get along with someone's kids, it's like, how are you going to have a healthy relationship? But still, either way, you know, I just think that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's a rude thing to rub in someone's face. Now, can I prove that Alexis is doing that purposely to piss off Shannon? No, I can't prove that. But I... I'm going to lean towards she was because <laughs> only because of the larger context, which is that Alexis has been extremely messy on social media since she started dating John and very show offy 
Like she didn't have to post like the promise rings. She's posting a lot of pictures with him. And it's and it does seem it doesn't seem like normal couple posting. It seems braggy. You know, and she knows he's in the public eye. And anyways. All right, let's talk about Miami. Because so Alexia or Alexia's son, I should say, posted. We all remember if you watch Miami, um, Anna was invited to the Mother's Day lunch, brunch, whatever that Nicole was hosting. And Alexia and Marisol were pissed because Anna basically, you know, talks bad about them on her podcast and etc. Okay. So they were mad because they were like, oh, you know, you, this was all set up so that we could have a conflict with her. And then, you know, they get into it on the show and that's it. Okay. Because, you know, it ends up just being a conflict between like Alexia and Marisol and Nicole more than anything. So I guess Alexia's son, who clearly watches the show or or doesn't like Anna, posts a picture of Anna's mugshot on his Instagram stories with a clown emoji, which was not a good choice because he also has a lot of mugshots. So Anna responded, she posts all of his mugshots, and there's multiple legal issues and documents about like when he... Um, I think it was, was it hit a homeless man, just his like domestic violence, like just everything. Like we know that man has problems, right? So she posted all that stuff, but then she later kind of, I think she took it down and apologized. And she said she quote unquote reacted to an attack in a manner that is inconsistent with who I am and how I normally handle things. I usually consider the source and ignore it. I regret not doing that this time. So a lot of people were like, oh, he deservedly got dragged, which he kind of did. I mean, like people in glass houses, right? Shouldn't throw stones. So, and he did. And he kind of got what was coming to him. But not that I don't think, like on the other side, yeah, he has the right to dislike her. She does talk a lot of bad stuff about Alexia, but, or yeah, Alexia, sorry, I'm getting Alexia and Alexis mixed up. Um, But at the same time, like that's your shade about her is that, she has a mugshot because <laughs> like you've got mugshots. It's not exactly the best comeback. Let's just, yeah, it's just, it's not working. Okay. She, he could have, you know, been like, oh, this woman's obsessed with my mom. She has nothing else to talk about. She's using my mom for fame and for clout. Like there's so many other things that could have been said that are not this. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is that Vanderpump Rules starts this week. It starts today. It's very exciting, but, you know, I think we all need to curb our expectations a bit because I think it's going to be a decent season, but at the end of the day, it's it's never going to be Scandaval, like I was saying before. But, you know, I think that we have to remember how crappy Tom and Tom are and not let go of that. So I want you all, before we leave this podcast today, okay, I want you to hang on to that. Just remember how terrible these two men were last season, okay? And I know Ariana's gotten a lot of success and opportunities, which, what is she going to do? Say no to them? Would you? No. Would you say no to 
thousands and millions of dollars in your pocket and getting to do things that you always dreamed of doing since you were a little girl. Because let's be honest, this entire cast were wannabe actors and performers who were like, "I'll sure, I'll do a reality show because it's good for my career. It, they that's like it, they were not oh we just want to be bartenders and servers forever that's not who they were okay they did this show as hopefully a stepping stone to a career in entertainment it ended up being its own gigantic thing but you know let's not kid ourselves so what's she supposed to do say no when she gets offers okay she's not going to do that and there's no reason to hate her for that we should be supporting her. And I want everyone, like I said, to remember that the gaslighting is going to continue. And just like him and Tom tried last season, they're going to try it again. Okay? They're going to get us, try to get us to feel bad for them. They're going to try to get us to think that Ariana's crazy or that she's full of herself now and think she's better than the rest of the cast. All that's going to happen. Okay? So we have to stay strong, everyone. Okay? Because last time we had the guaranteed evidence coming out of him and Raquel, you know, and that's why we could always see past all the gaslighting. But we may not have that this year, okay? We just have our memories and we got to go with that, okay? So it's a little bit of a shorter news week this week. However, I know and I just know with Vanderbump rules starting and then Summer House starting soon after, things are going to be majorly heating up. So until next time, you are now in the know for everything Bravo. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Your support really means everything to me. And this show wouldn't be possible without you, the listeners. So please, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash bravoandbotox. And for $5 a month, you'll get four extra podcast episodes a month. You'll also get early releases of Bravo Paper episodes and more. Please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Bravo Papers and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Bravo and Botox and at The Bravo Papers. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can at buymeacoffee.com slash bravo and Botox. You know, send your love through some much needed caffeine. And any guest that was on today's episode will be in the show notes, all their social media and contact information. So thank you so much, everyone. Keep overanalyzing Bravo. 